0: We know the news can be relentless and it's hard to keep up. On Your World Tonight, it's our mission to catch you up in less than 30 minutes.
1: When news breaks, our reporters are there, across Canada and around the world. We bring you context and analysis and sort out what's real and what's relevant. I'm Susan Bonner. I'm Tom Harrington. I'm Stephanie Scanderis. We host Your World Tonight.
0: New episodes every
1: night, seven days a week. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. Well, it's norovirus season in Canada, in case you didn't know. Cases have been increasing over the past couple of months, both nationally and in several provinces. I've seen more cases of norovirus lately in the emergency department. And I can tell you that it spreads easily. Uh, I've had it three times, and I'd much rather not have it again. So this week we're asking what is norovirus, and how can I avoid it? Hi, Angela. Welcome back to The Dose.
0: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Brian.
1: So I just confessed to having norovirus three times. Have you had it before?
0: I think I've had it once. I've never been formally diagnosed, but given the symptoms, um, it it seems pretty clear that's probably what it was. I was also an adult. Um, Rotavirus and some other viruses that can cause gastroenteritis like that uh, tend to affect children more. Um, but this was uh, a pretty unpleasant experience um, with uh, pretty severe gastroenteritis um, that kept me in the bathroom for a couple days.
1: Yeah, we're we're speaking with you because you're an esteemed virologist, uh, but the fact that you have some personal N of 1 experience um, uh, doesn't hurt when it comes to, to explaining just how unpleasant this disorder is. But before we get into all of that, can you give us a hi, my name is, tell us what you do and where you do it.
0: Sure. Um, I'm Angie Rasmussen. I'm a virologist uh, and a principal research scientist at the Vaccine and Infectious Disease Organization, or VIDO, at the University of Saskatchewan. Um, also, an adjunct professor here in the Department of Biochemistry, Microbiology, and Immunology. And I study the host response to emerging viruses. Um, I actually don't directly study norovirus. Although I'm extremely familiar with it, um, as it is a RNA virus, which falls right into the category of viruses that I work with.
1: Okay, so uh, you're the right person to ask these questions. As an emergency physician, I have diagnosed norovirus, you know, gastroenteritis. You know, we don't, we don't do, we don't get viral. Uh, uh, cultures uh, typically, but, but clinically, I've diagnosed uh, what I suspected was norovirus hundreds of times. So, so give us your take on norovirus. You started to 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 mention it as an, uh as an RNA virus. Can you say more about that?
0: Yeah. So norovirus um, is a type of virus that's called a Khaleesi virus. Um, it's a non enveloped uh, virus, which means that it doesn't have Um, essentially a cell membrane on its surface the way that many viruses do. So SARS coronavirus 2, influenza, Ebola, um, all of these are enveloped viruses. Uh, And what that really means, why that's significant, is that they tend to be less stable when they're going through the highly acidic environment of the stomach. And that's why a lot of these viruses that typically cause uh, gastroenteritis, like, uh, like norovirus, um are non-enveloped so that they can survive that trip through the stomach acid
1: okay I mentioned in off the top that we're hearing more cases that there are more cases lately and and I guess the question I want to ask is are we back up to the pre-pandemic levels uh, or or did the you know did the number of cases actually drop during the pandemic? What do we know about that? so cases did
0: drop during the pandemic and um they they dropped uh, in All throughout North America, as far as I'm aware, um, at least in Canada and the US. Um, And I think a lot of that is probably because people were staying home more, people were perhaps being a little bit more diligent about hand washing, even though um, that's not necessarily the best intervention for preventing COVID, um, people were more conscientious of that. And they were just mingling less, eating out at restaurants less, doing things less that would lead to norovirus transmission. So before the pandemic, um, norovirus kind of comes in, in, in surges, um, like many things, because it is a very, very infectious virus, uh, meaning it can really rapidly spread whenever it gets into a population that's susceptible, and most people are. So we've had, you know, these big uh, sort of peaks and valleys with norovirus. There are a lot of high-profile norovirus outbreaks when they're, um, they're occurring on a cruise ship or in a hotel uh, there have been a lot of norovirus outbreaks like that in the past. And if people are just doing those types of activities less, obviously there weren't there weren't a lot of cruises going on during uh, the, the peak of the pandemic.
1: Right. Um, So yep. there weren't as mm-hmm. many
0: opportunities for people to get norovirus. But now that people are traveling again, they're going out more, they're eating out more, they're seeing other people. All of those uh, are very conducive situations to getting norovirus. Uh,
1: you know, this is just as an aside. Which of the two factors do you think is more important? The fact that more people are congregating or that they're not washing their hands? I know there's a key message in there, uh, and that is to, to, to wash your hands thoroughly. We'll get to that. But, but what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it's probably more having to do with the congregation and actually also the the eating out. So norovirus can actually be transmitted a few different ways. Um, one is through uh, what indirect transmission or fomite transmission. That's picking up the virus off of a surface. And we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, but it can also be transmitted by eating it. Um, it is a foodborne illness. So sometimes you don't even have to be around people to get it. Um, But you might have to be around people to spread it to others because you can get it from eating food that's contaminated with it. Um, And the third way that you can get it is actually through probably consumption of aerosols that you inhale. So when you inhale something that goes into your nose, it also goes into your throat and that can be swallowed. Um, and uh, when you vomit or have diarrhea um, or flush toil- the toilet a lot, um, that does generate potentially a lot of infectious aerosols. So uh, the, the aerosol route is thought to be um, one of the mechanisms of norovirus transmission. And that would absolutely be relevant in situations where people are congregating.
1: So you can actually inhale norovirus particles and get infected that way. Wow.
0: Yes, Um, although it's you know I think this is something that's not really known. It's hard to say if you actually get that because the norovirus then infects the epithelium in your nose. Um, Like I said, I think it's probably more that people are inhaling the aerosols and then they're swallowing them.
1: Got it. Okay. So and 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 as you've already said, norovirus, uh, a lot of people can get it by touching a contaminated surface. So that could be a countertop, a doorknob, a flush, uh, like a tap uh, or a a flush toilet handle, uh, and, and, and then, and then putting their finger in their mouth and, and, and now they've become, or, or into their eye or into their nose. Um, so that leads me to a question, how long does norovirus survive on those surfaces?
0: So that's also why it's important that it's a non-enveloped virus. So these non-enveloped viruses are much hardier than uh, than viruses that have envelopes because the viruses that have envelopes um, can be those envelopes can be more easily disrupted. So like SARS coronavirus two, for example, is an enveloped virus if you disrupt that envelope with uh, with hand sanitizer, with a disinfectant, with detergent, um, that basically gets rid of the envelope and also all the spike protein that's on the surface of the virus particle so it's not infectious anymore. Um, that's not the case with norovirus. So it can uh, withstand hand sanitizer. And that's why really the, the best way to get rid of norovirus um, on your hands is by washing them frequently with soap and water. Um, and washing them for at least 20 seconds.
1: How contagious is it? Uh, you know, for every infected person, what do we know about how many others will get infected for every person who who brings norovirus into the home or, or into a cruise ship?
0: Yeah, so this is also, um, like the environmental stability, this is really dependent sometimes on the circumstances. Um, and there are some uh, types of norovirus that are thought to, um, some people are more resistant to them than others. Uh, so that's that's a factor in terms of calculating the R number um, or the number of people that an infected person will go on to then to transmit the virus to. Um, it also has to do with how they're interacting with each other and what their exposure is. But one thing is for certain, and that is norovirus is incredibly infectious. You can become infected productively with norovirus by exposure to only a, a handful, um, you know, fewer than ten uh, infectious particles. And that is among one of the most infectious viruses that we know about. Probably some other comparators would be things like measles virus, but usually, you you need to be exposed to more uh, a higher dose of the infectious virus than with norovirus. It is extremely infectious and therefore extremely transmissible.
1: My sense in the emergency department is that the diagnosis is clinical, meaning it's based on the typical symptoms. But is there a test for it?
0: So yes, you can test for norovirus. There's a you can. Um, it's usually a PCR test. Uh, most people don't try to culture norovirus and. Viral culture is not necessarily, as you know, uh, a major diagnostic method, Um, but you can uh, do PCR to test for norovirus in stool um, or in, uh, in vomit. Um, and that, that can tell you what type of norovirus you have. That also helps people who are doing genomic epidemiology track different uh, strains and types of noroviruses they spread throughout populations. It also helps in terms of outbreak investigation. So if we know that, um, you know, people were getting norovirus and we don't really know what the source was, it can sometimes be traced back uh, to something that they ate um, by doing that type of genomic um, surveillance. Uh, it can also be potentially traced um, as it spreads through an environment like a cruise ship or a daycare or what have you.
1: As you've already mentioned, norovirus typically causes a self-limited disease that's uh, over and done with um, kind of maximum 48 hours. But, you know, I've certainly had it where it was gone. You know, the worst of it was over after about 16 to 24 hours. But, um, Some patients, though, get it worse. And and what are the kinds of patients who are most likely to need to either visit a doctor or go to the emergency department?
0: So certainly, in general, people who are medically fragile um, are going to always have worse outcomes with really any kind of gastroenteritis because of that dehydration issue. Um, It puts a lot of stress on your body in a very short period of time. And uh, certainly, if you get too dehydrated, that can cause all sorts of other problems, um, so, certainly anybody who is, is medically vulnerable has a lot of other comorbidities, but also in immunocompromised people, it can sometimes be very difficult to clear gastrointestinal infections because your immune system isn't working properly and doesn't necessarily clear the virus right away. Now, this isn't as much of a problem for norovirus as it is for some other um, viruses that, that do infect the GI tract, like uh, poliovirus, for example. Um, often doesn't actually cause any sort of gastrointestinal disease. It causes poliomyelitis, which is a huge problem if you're not vaccinated for it. Mm-hmm. But people who have been vaccinated actually with live attenuated polio vaccines, in some cases can shed the virus for sometimes years afterwards. Um, and and often those people are people who um, may not even know that they're immunocompromised. So that's something I'm not sure that has been uh, investigated very thoroughly with norovirus. But certainly, um, people who are immunocompromised are more likely to have worse outcomes. Also, people who have any kind of inflammatory bowel disease, um, any kind of inflammatory gastrointestinal condition will undoubtedly find their disease course with norovirus to be a lot less... Not that anybody finds it pleasant, but they might find it to be even worse than than your average person who doesn't have those conditions.
1: We've said that norovirus is, is, is usually a self-limited, not particularly serious disease, but it can be very serious for infants in the developing world, right?
0: Absolutely. So, um, you know, for some of these viruses that cause gastroenteritis, um, like rotavirus, for example, there are vaccines. Um, but even so, in places where those vaccines aren't readily available, if people choose not to vaccinate... Um, and especially in low and middle income countries uh, where those vaccines just aren't accessible to people, um, these viruses kill a lot of children. Uh, and it's it really is um, very, very dangerous for, for young kids to get things like rotavirus, but also to get norovirus. Um, and children certainly can get it. It's not something that you only get as an adult. So especially if you have little ones and you suspect they might have norovirus, um, that's something you really need to make sure that that you are keeping them hydrated since there is, of course, no vaccine at this time for norovirus.
1: Canadians care about what's happening in the world. And in just 10 minutes, World Report can help you stay on top of it all. Join me, Marcia Young. And me,
0: John Northcott, to get caught up on what was breaking when you went to bed
1: and the stories that still matter in the morning. Our CBC News reporters will tell you about the people trying to make change. The political movements catching fire. And the cultural moments going viral. Find World Report wherever you get your podcasts. Start your day with us. So people are contagious for as long as they're continuing to shed virus in their vomit and and in their uh, poop. So how long does that last?
0: So that usually, fortunately, does resolve with the symptoms, and that's thought to be one of the reasons why the onset is so rapid and also um, why the recovery and the disease is uh, is self-limited, as you said, and, um, and relatively short time course for most people. And that is that once the virus gets effectively cleared, which it does rapidly because so much virus is being produced all at once, it really does stimulate your immune system to, to get on that. Um, then people aren't really shedding virus for a long period of time afterwards.
1: Being a virus, of course, norovirus has no antibiotic treatment. Um, Is it basically symptomatic treatment? You know, things like, you know, anti-nauseants like uh, Diamond Hydronate or Gravol, which is over the counter. On Ondansetron, we use a lot of on ondansetron or Zofran. In the emergency department, that's a prescription medication?
0: Yeah, so um, it is really about treating the symptoms for the most part. and, And typically, I think if people have a more severe course of illness, then rehydration is obviously really, really important. So making sure that people uh, are not, you know, getting their electrolytes thrown out of whack, um, making sure that people have sufficient hydration. Um, Right now, you know, it would be very difficult, I think, to actually make an effective norovirus therapeutic. And part of the reason for that is it is such a short course of disease. Um, Mm -hmm. So you'd have to really essentially start taking whatever you were going to take at the moment that you became symptomatic, for it to have any effect. And as you said, you know, a lot of times it can be less than 24 hours before the disease runs its course. That's not really a, a very big window of time to apply a therapeutic. So we'd really be better off um, thinking about norovirus vaccines, which uh, is, I think, People are definitely working on that, but there is currently no available norovirus vaccine either.
1: Uh, I want to close with what I think is a critical issue, uh, and I want you to, you know, based on everything that you've said and, and with your expertise as a virologist, you know, about the behavior of the virus and and how it it, it how hardy it is at, at remaining on contaminated surfaces. Give us your best advice on how all of us can um, do our best to try to prevent the transmission of the virus if we happen to have somebody in our household who we think has. Norovirus.
0: Yeah. So this is tricky because if it's in your household, it's very, very difficult to prevent exposure. Um, Even if you're, uh, you know, in separate rooms, um, if you go essentially into that person's presence, especially if you go into the bathroom, if that's where they're hanging out, or if they've got, you know, a bucket next to their bed, um, then you might be exposed to to aerosols. Um, So I guess the, the best way to prevent that would be. The way that we deal with COVID, um, and that is to, to yep. wear a, a well-fitting mask, and ideally, wear a mask. and a well-fitted N95 respirator or a, another type of respirator that will keep most of those particles out. Um, the other thing that's really important to emphasize is washing your hands uh, with soap and water, not using hand sanitizer, because hand sanitizer actually doesn't work very well against norovirus. But washing your hands with soap um, can remove any virus that that might have gotten onto your hands. Now, this is why it's really hard to prevent though, because people who are sick with norovirus are shedding you know in the orders of potentially tens to hundreds of billions of virus particles. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. And that's, that's quite a lot. So even if you can wash your hands and remove most of those, remember, you only need to get exposed to a few of those particles to get infected yourself. Um, So the ideal thing to do, but especially if you're medically fragile and somebody else in your house does have norovirus would be to completely steer clear of them. If you have to be around them, even if you have to use the same bathroom as them, um, then try to wear an N95 mask, make sure you're you're washing your hands very, very well and frequently. And then finally, the, the last thing I would suggest is surface disinfection, um, potentially with a, a more heavy duty disinfecting compound. Um, so uh, a type of bleach derivative, you know, there's um, household spray cleaners and things that have bleach in them, Uh, That that would be good, although that's not going to be useful on every single surface. So but definitely don't rely on on hand sanitizer uh, to to cover all of it, because um, you really do need to take a multi-pronged approach and also think about your aerosol exposure.
1: The thorough scrubbing is, you know, one or two dollops of like a dollop of soap, one or two pumps of the of the soap dispenser, liquid soap dispenser and thoroughly scrub your hands for at least 20 seconds
0: yeah twenty seconds, and you know pretend like you're in a show about surgeons or something, and you're scrubbing in like get under the nails get you know do do a really thorough hand washing job more thorough than I think a lot of people do um because again, this isn't gonna help against every single pathogen that you might encounter certainly it it you know helps a little bit with things like like influenza and covid and the common cold but it really is going to help out here a lot.
1: Um I've had a you know it's been it's been suggested to me by uh, microbiologists that while you're scrubbing your hands if you sing happy birthday uh, to the happy birthday song, you know, the birthday song, happy birthday to you. If you, if you, and, and don't race through it, just sing it as you would, uh, somebody in your family, uh, by the time you get to the end of the song, you, uh, you will have done at least 20 seconds.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. I've also heard, um, sing the chorus to I Will Survive. Um, I think that Gloria Gaynor actually did that early on in the COVID-19 pandemic back when hand washing was a, you know, a, a top recommendation for that. Um, but yeah, if you need to use a song, um, anything like that, that, that can keep you there for 20 seconds at least, and it's okay to do it for 30 seconds or even 40 seconds, that's fine too. Um, but just make sure that you're doing a really, really thorough job and that you're, you know, really scrubbing, really using enough soap. And, um, you know, you can also use warm water that makes it a little more pleasant, but make sure that you're very thorough with that.
1: One way or another, Angela Rasmussen, you will survive, but 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 it, it would be so much better if you don't get norovirus. Thank you so much. Any time for talking for talking about this very important virus and and hopefully some people will not get it as a, as a result of what you've had to say.
0: I'm really happy to be here, and I'm especially happy uh, to contribute to the cause of less norovirus.
1: Angela Rasmussen is a virologist at the University of Saskatchewan's Vaccine and Infectious Disease Organization, (VIDO). Here's your dose of smart advice. Norovirus is a highly contagious virus that you can get from having direct contact with an infected person or consuming contaminated food or water. You can also get it by touching contaminated surfaces like countertops and doorknobs, and then putting your unwashed fingers in your mouth or nose. Because the virus spreads very easily and quickly, Outbreaks are common. They happen anywhere and anytime people congregate indoors. The most common symptoms are diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, and abdominal pain. Symptoms develop 12 to 48 hours after being exposed to the virus. Most people with norovirus illness get better within one to three days. There are no antibiotics to treat it. Prescription and over-the-counter medications treat nausea and vomiting. Those medications are important because you must keep drinking fluids so you don't get dehydrated. The symptoms of dehydration include decreased urination, dry mouth and throat, weakness and dizziness. People at increased risk of dehydration include infants and young children, older adults, and people with severe chronic illnesses. You should seek medical advice or go to the nearest emergency department if you have symptoms of dehydration or if your nausea and vomiting are so severe that you can't drink fluids. Because norovirus is extremely contagious, you must do your bit to prevent it from spreading by disinfecting surfaces and by scrubbing your hands thoroughly with soap and water every time you touch a surface that may have been contaminated. If you have topics you'd like discussed or questions answered, our email address is thedose at cbc.ca. If you liked this episode, please give us a rating and review wherever you listen. This edition of The Dose was produced by Stephanie Dubois. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. The Dose wants you to be better informed about your health. If you're looking for medical advice, see your healthcare provider. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Until your next dose. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.